is Paula Messina, here for Status Hour. I'm with Fadi Tabal in Beirut. Fadi is a Lebanese sound engineer, musician, producer, and founder of Tune Fork Studios in Beirut. The studio is located in Daura and offers music production services, recording, editing, mixing, among other things. Fadi is also a member of the Incompetence and the Bunny Tylers, among other acts. And so, Fadi, thank you so much for speaking with me today. I just wanted to start off with a little bit about your early life, um, where you were born, when, and okay. what it was like I growing was up. I was born in 1982 in uh, Babda, in uh, Lebanon. Uh, it was in the midst of the Civil War. And uh, I stayed here until 1990. I think we left a couple of months before the end of the war uh, to, to Montreal, where I continued the school there. And then we came back in 94 here. And I continued school here. And after school, I did the mechanical engineering in the American University of Beirut. After that, when I finished the diploma, my diploma, I went and I, I went back to Montreal where I studied uh, sound engineering there. And during my time in uh, Beirut, uh, during my university years, and uh, while studying uh, mechanical engineering, actually I, I started, I played with the band, and and this is how uh, my interest in sound came from the band. I was always more interested in uh, in arranging and arranging and uh, sound the sound of it more than actually like uh, uh, being uh, like a very technical uh, player as, an, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a musician. I'm, I started playing the bass but actually I'm a guitarist although the band that you named are I'm mostly the I'm the guitarist of those bands but I, I I shuffle around with all the instruments since they're around me all the time so um, I'm I'm a bit, I can I can manage with a lot of different instruments. I'm not very good at it, but I'm, I can manage with it. So yeah, that's about it. Uh, but during the school, I uh, I used to be to have like a fascination for music, and I collected uh, since I was 12. I collect CDs and or vinyls. And uh, and during my uh, university years here, I used to work at a place called Silitech, which is like a indie store. That had a lot of great music, and he worked there for four years, maybe a bit more. Four years, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and this is how, like, uh, I broadened my uh, my interest in, uh, in diff different styles of music, and all my like knowledge of all a lot of bands, a lot of music came mostly through those years, and it continues till now. Mm -hmm. And when did your CD collection start? Was it in Montreal or...? In Montreal, when I was like, say, 10, 11, mm -hmm. I started collecting. I can remember my first CD was, I think, Aftung Baby by YouTube. <laughs> I still have the CD. It's a bit scratched now, but uh, it works. Uh, so, yeah, I think Aftung Baby should have... I think it's 92, 91. I, yeah, I should, it was 9 or 10. I was 10, let's say, when I started. And, yeah. And then while you were in Montreal the first time before you went back for your studies, mm. uh, were you learning instruments? Were no, you already... actually I, I'm quite, I learned uh, playing music quite old compared to people playing music. I guess 16, I 17, I got my first guitar, not before, and I learned by myself. So uh, my, I don't have any kind of 
logical way to playing, uh, logical meaning like standard ways. I did my own uh, for good and bad. One, uh, it's good because I have a thing that sounds a bit different. Two, um, I feel I'm a bit stuck with that. But uh, yeah. So you've never had any formal music training? No, I, I learned by myself. I used to, like, I have a lot of insomnia, so I learned to read the music to sleep. That's, that's how I learned. Young uh, here, I used to. There's like the, there were two like local bands I, lo I loved, which were uh, Soap Kills and the Scrambled Eggs. And actually, I was like, when I was in Montreal studying sound, I was like, I'm gonna come back because if there's two, there must be much more. And then, yeah, there, there were much more, like a lot of bands that are great. And I, when I came back, I ended up also playing with the Scrambled Eggs, which is kind of a childhood. Uh, uh, dream of mine, which is uh, and this is, and actually the Bunny Tellers is Sherbel from Scrambled Eggs. It's my band with him. And how did you from, get contact your, your from Sedetek? I knew mm -hmm. I knew them before leaving mm -hmm. because it was like the hangout place of huh. Paul. Yeah, it was this place where the only place you can get actually good music in Lebanon was was Sedetek. So from there, and they knew that I was leaving to study. Sound. So when I came back, we recorded, and it went on like that. And was there? Were you drawn to a specific kind of music? I'm like always, this? I'm always drawn to uh, anything with a small twist. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, I like. Uh, I'm, I'm more of rock background. That's for sure. This is what, where I am, rock, and um, I'm, but uh, I, my interest lies in rock ambient music very spatial stuff very dreamy music like dream pop rock punk post-rock uh, electronica this kind of thing i'm not into a lot of um, or almost not into any kind of classic rock or uh, or metal or hard rock it's not my field uh, and hip-hop is not my forte but uh, i do like listen and record some hip-hop artists here and uh, some some kind of jazz I'm not a blues person <laughs> uh, and like uh, more contemporary classical is these are like the field I mostly enjoy and like that passionate me and it seems like you have this you know the separation like you studied sound engineering and everything in Montreal, but you always wanted to come back here. Yeah, I wanted to come back here because I uh, wanted to like this dream of making like a scene or, or being part of that scene because making a scene is a big uh, 
statement. It existed. Everybody thinks that they invented something. It was always there, just like be part of it and try to help out as much as possible. And this is what I'm doing. Like actually, um, the studio like welcomes a lot of bands where the, they they come and record, and I help them out a lot with arrangements and production. And if the band I like the band, I like help them out even more with everything. And the part, the production and arrangements part is actually just me doing it. It's not a. It's, they don't. They, it's not part of the services, meaning they're not. They. I try to help musicians well for like their fees. It's just a studio fees. There's no fees as for the production, and we try to like push as much as possible. So it's a bit hard also to live from that. So that's why we have to do like a extra like side jobs and all. So you came back in 2006 to open Tune Fork. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. 2006, exactly, yeah. And yeah. what was it like when you got here, setting everything up? Well, there was another war, so I got, uh, I got my, uh, I just, I got stuck in Montreal, and my, the gear I bought to bring here, they were on <laughs> mid-sea, so when I came back, after the war, we waited for a few time, not for a few months before the, the, the ships came, and I found all my gear and setting up. And I, I used to have partners in the studio. Now I'm own, uh, the sole uh, owner. But uh, before, uh, Sidetech were a partner with me and uh, a friend of mine also. But now it's been like a few years. I'm just alone. Mm-hmm. What happened? Did they go off to uh, other things? Sidetech actually closed and they mm-hmm. went into a different venture, which they have now. It's like selling uh, very like papers and stuff. It's called Tombe. That's, oh, Plan B, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that. Um, it's the same, but they're not into music and stuff anymore. And my other uh, partner just changed the uh, cross field. Mm-hmm. He's like a physician, so he had no time for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they say I don't know on your website it says you're the quote hardest working man. Yeah, I don't know who said Beirut. that first. <laughs> but, uh, Do you feel I, I it's accurate? Time. You work yeah, a lot. I, yeah, I. I'm I work on that. Uh, I have to, to be able mm-hmm. to do this and live from it. So uh, um, now it's like, a, now I have like people helping out with the studio. But used to, uh, before this year, I used to be alone for like, completely alone. So I used to work 19 hours a day, easy, with no vacation. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so now uh, now the things are like a bit slower. But uh, for a long time, it was really hard. And your work seems to kind of like, you know, go out of the studio. We're here at Beirut Open Space. Yeah, and you're I'm a setting partner up. here also. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's like one of those along the way things that happened. Mm-hmm. But like uh, Elias, which is the main main owner here, uh, used to have this Beirut Open spa- uh, Stage uh, competitions where they, we, they he like made... He helps out new band come in and he records them at Unifork and help them out. And with time, we build this friendship and we're like now taking care of this, which is this our space at Lab. You're at the same time as you're running the studio, you have these bands so that you're helping out. A band yeah. that I manage, I have also, I have a band I manage and produce, which is Postcards, which is my one is here. Like my, uh, I have that, I have, um, I have bands that I don't know, I produce without managing. And I have bands that I just record. And I, I teach at university also sound. <laughs> so, and I at have which this university? At uh, Alba, which is like a, it's the fine art uh, section of the Balaman University. 
Mm-hmm. Which, as uh, you're involved in so many different aspects, is there something that you find, you know, like, oh, this is the part that I enjoy the most? Mo- enjoying the most would be producing bands and performing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So performing live. Yeah. My, have you toured recently? Toured? Uh, in my... Uh, in, uh, the band that I produce uh, tour a lot. <laughs> Myself, like, since it's pretty special kind of music, I play... Usually we have like one or two gig. I just go and come back. You know, they're more like, a, more like art installation, museum kind of uh, pieces. More like a, uh, very like localized performances because they're like very drawn in, very depending on the space, and it's, they're they're less they're not in the pop world. That's why I do have a lot of. I, I I travel a lot, but it's, I don't. I wouldn't call it uh, touring. Touring would be like having ten dates at least, but it's always going playing one or two shows, which I wouldn't call shows. I call, uh, call them performances, and I'll come back. That's that's uh, regarding my own music, my solo project. Uh, with other bands that I perform, uh, there's some bands I perform with. They tour, I tour with them. But uh, regarding my um, me and the Bunny Tyrers, it's mostly you go and come back. That's mm-hmm. kind of the thing. And in this time that you've been back, you know, that you built your, set up your studio here and everything, how have you seen the alt music scene here in Beirut and Lebanon as a whole kind of evolve? Uh, yeah, it evolved uh, greatly. First, there's a lot of, a lot of more bands like actually uh, writing their own music, which the, it wasn't that, uh, that present before. It was more like uh, cover bands or whatnot. Mm. Uh, so that changed a lot, and uh, well, it's a, well, it's a, still a baby. The <laughs> scene, uh, even though we we pretend it's not, it's it's a baby, and there's not. I need to like mention that the whole jobs I'm doing uh, regarding. I mean, the whole uh, music aspect of my life is more into the alternative music, and the alternative alternative music crowd is a maximum of two thousand people. So. So let's say we have 50 bands, it's divided by those people, so it's always have like the same people in the concert. Uh, you can't get much, and we're like an island, we're a bit far from it, it's pretty hard to travel also. Mm-hmm. So it, it's more interesting, there's a lot more, there's more people watching those kind of concerts and all, but it's still small, and we still have a lot to learn, way a lot. Um, and what, so you think it's like a physical thing? It's like everything. The it's a political, mm-hmm. physical. It's a lot of stuff uh, melted together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like uh, locally, there's a lot of uh, no. We living in like between Hamra and and Junie, you think this this is Lebanon, but it's really not. This is like kind of Beirut. So um, people in Beirut is. You think also that the people that you cross on cafes and, and bars, which is not true. These are the people that you might be interested in your music, but this is like five two percent, five percent of the population. So already, if you sing, you have, you present a project not sang in Arabic. It's also you lose already a vast majority. And if you present something that they're not used to because we're not well connected with the rest of the world, we're still late with a lot of music and information that comes, you lose a lot of people. People, have, uh, people tend to 
be attracted more to stuff they heard before in style or they feel like they heard before. You can't present uh, something new is ridiculous because probably you heard it before and it's new for them it'll be harder and uh, <coughs> yeah and it's a kind of catch-22 because you know if you sing and if you don't present the oriental which means nothing if only we can talk about it it's nothing uh, being harsh now, I'll, I'll explain but if you pre don't present an oriental list project you don't get a lot of recognition in and outside from Lebanon, so it's kind of a... But in as well. In as well, because, you know, a lot of the people in... Uh, but we're trying to, like, promote the, the band that don't... That I there's a lot of bands that produce that sing in Arabic and everything, but, and I always tend to uh, push the artist to write in the way he thinks. And Beirut, we want it or not, a lot of people think in English or in Arabic, even if they were born all the time, when they were born and lived all their life here. We have a like, mixed identity. And saying a band that sings in Arabic in English is not Lebanese, it's ridiculous. Because, and having somebody sing in Arabic because he has to, and actually when you talk to him, he always speaks in English or French, it's also ridiculous. So. I think you just sing in Arabic if you think and write in Arabic, and you sing in English if you do it, and you sing in French if you do it. Of course, you have less chances to get anywhere if you're in French than in English than Arabic, etc. But uh, we're trying to promote at least for, for the band that sing in non-Arabic or non-Oriental elements in their music to, to explain to people outside and promoters that actually they're still Lebanese and they still sound Lebanese because they live here. The stories are their stories. That, you know, if you sing it in English or in any, it's still a story of a bunch of people in a certain place in the world that is not the same. As, but again, it's hard because you know if you you have like a uh, like a indie rock band from Lebanon, why would you? Why would the promoter get you all those tickets to there and like play if they can get like a, a lot of of that in the same country. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm saying catch on to if if you happen to have seen Arabic and have a small oriental field by conviction and how you actually write, that's great. So but again it's great and some people you know like and you have a lot of band that make and makes it tours a lot, uh, having this uh, So it's a, it's a difficult situation, I guess, <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> because even if you, you, sing, you sing in Arabic or you, you sing, even though you get more dates outside and everything, you somehow put into this world music category. So, mm -hmm. so it's, and it's unfair also, because it's just like, like you know, you'll, uh, if you take Mashallah, you'll be in world music festivals, and, and you're like, there's nothing. There's nothing. This rock sang in Arabic. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Other than the co whole concept of world music is kind of ridiculous, but that's we're not going to talk about that. So. But do you see any way to break it? I'm just interested. In we're trying. Topic. Like I say, mm -hmm. we're trying to like. Uh, there's a lot of um, uh, initiative from here and from the outside, trying to promote all kind of. Or at least give the chance to uh, to artists to present themselves. So, 
like I said, it's new, so it's gonna take a lot of time. Might not work, but uh, it's it's too early to judge. But at least you know, at first, there's some festivals that give attention to the outside, like uh, Wicker Park. It's big enough, so people notice it, mm-hmm. and and they actually do not restrict it to any kind of music. And there's more to alternative, to be exact. And there's Beirut and Beyond, which is like more Orientalish, more ethnic mm-hmm. kind of thing, but not, but not exclusive. So it's nice because it mixes like everybody in it, and they give a chance to artists to meet the promoters and everything. So and uh, and as we go, there's a lot of stuff like that. And there's like some radio station here playing local bands, which which is ridiculous because like 90% of the local uh, radio don't play local musicians. And they make it a point not to, because they pretend they're not good enough. But the, the actual reality is that they don't know anything, and they're. It's because of them. Nothing's gonna. Uh, if they can help a bit more, it'd be better for everybody. But yeah, and so it's interesting that even like now and these days, like you think, oh, who listens to the radio? Well, a lot of people, especially in a city like Beirut, where everyone's driving. Yeah. And, uh, and and arguing that actually. They're playing more Lebanese stuff or more Arabic stuff. That's not true. There's a lot of French and, uh, and, um, and alternative and dance stations are really to do it. Everybody hears them. It's like the major stations like uh, Radio One or, or uh, Light FM or those things. You almost never, almost never play local acts. And if you talk to them, they will be like, "Yeah, because they're not good enough." That's that's actually ridiculous and based on nothing. So there are stations, though, that you think are finally like giving space to... Uh, there's, like, my friend and my, my label partner, we have a small label called uh, Repure, mm. of Chert. And mm. uh, Zian Nawal is, uh, is, the, is the main guy behind the label, but uh, he, I'm, I'm part of it. He has this radio station, it's been years, like, really, three years, like, more than 15, 20 years, and he always played local music from day one, but uh, he plays on uh, Radio Liban, which is not... Well, lot not very heard, but at least somebody's doing it mm-hmm. and doing it well, playing really everybody, and actually people like that. And I was curious, also reading this this thing on your website about you being the hardest working mm. man mm. in the alt music scene. Mm. I wanted to ask about women specifically. Mm. Like, are you working with a lot of women yeah. musicians, yeah. bands? Uh, mm-hmm. Lots. I, like for example, the band I produce and man- manage, Postcard, is led by a female singer, mm-hmm. guitarist, writer, and she's that's where I produce also Yimna Saba, she sings in, English, in Arabic, she does like a lot of experimental Arabic music, I filter happier, they have a, guitar, a female guitarist and a, and a female vocalist, and the songwriter is a the choral songwriter is a female vocalist, is a, is a woman. I mean, there's a, there's a lot, actually. Uh, I would say in, in in my in my in my everyday environment, like I would say, uh, uh, it's more than you'd think, less than it should. Okay. But more than you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is uh, interesting, and I think uh, it's. There are more and more and more, and they do a lot of uh, lot of interesting uh, music. There's a lot of band uh, women that I don't produce. They're from not from Lebanon actually, from like, Egypt and everything. They're actually brilliant. 
Uh, one of them like, last year uh, had released a superb album, Nada Shazli, beautiful album. So, yeah, saying that, uh, I think the, I think we should push more for that. That's for sure. <coughs> that's for sure. Uh, but in this, you know, it's really hard for them. Uh, it's hard to. We pretend it's not, but it's really hard to be. Uh, already a woman in Lebanon even the, even if things change drastically with age but uh, it's still hard it's still not the same not equal in any form or any, any way possible pretending they are is ridiculous from misogyny to machism to to what not to actually in the work field always trusting the other sex more to uh, to um, to actually uh, everything, so uh, so it's I I I personally I really 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 um, am prone more prone to work with uh, women songwriters than and uh, than 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 men because I think I feel they 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 have a lot to say and. And a lot to say, and a lot to say about living here, actually. So that's why you, well, that's one of the instances when you talk about, uh, even if you sing it in English or Arabic or, or French, or it's still you in a certain environment. Uh, those stories cannot, you can't feel this way somewhere else. So it directly makes you, uh, it makes you directly related to Lebanon or Beirut more than uh, any other place. So that's why I'm saying, you know, we try to. Uh, push that that idea. Not only uh, the women, of course, men also are here. But there's a lot of mm-hmm. lot to say about something. And at the right at the moment now, a lot to say about a woman. The right is is what a lot of things in pop music now is about. So it's uh, it's good that we get also a different perspective of uh, the women's point of view. So this year and last year there was like a few major albums based on that like uh, from extremely pop music like Beyonce's or, or more uh, a bit less like Solange's her sister or a lot of uh, even like very very uh, very commercial stuff like Lourdes or something that's always this is it and you know what we have a problem here also about that so uh, so other than like um, this is one aspect and other aspect, of course, is uh, is uh, talk about uh, political issues. That's something else. I don't do that personally a lot. I don't involve. It's it's a mess, as as is. So I prefer to go more like humanitarian. If you want to talk about something, be more humanitarian. But um, the music usually around me is more on a personal level. People's personal stories. It's, it happens like that around the studio. It's not like you know, we don't record people with like political messages. But most of it, they're like, they're, they are political messages through personal experience. They're more like, mm-hmm. I like working with songwriters, and they like so songwriters would be more like you know, about uh, about uh, their own experiences. But uh, that's not to say that I record a lot of uh, very politically active hip-hop, politically active rock. I worked with Michelle a few times. 
actually, where this is socially and politically active to the maximum. And it's there. So technically, long story short, the studio was just like, and the tune for again working is just like try to the conclusion is like try to get the best of the people around me, and we try also to keep it on a very ethically correct, socially, politically, and in the work field because ethical ethics in the in this work field in this work line of work is new since mm. it's a new line of work. So we try to be clear and of course with a lot of mistakes and everything but I uh, know at least uh, I'd like to always bring this up to people around me to uh, bounce ideas bounce bounce every, all the time so usually I'm pretty pretty close to everybody I work with so. and just to kind of wrap up mm. Uh, I just wanted you to talk a little bit about the projects you're working on now. Any future plans for Tune Fork or uh, your bands? For, so now, uh, we're, as Tune well, my there's a lot of stuff happening. So my <laughs> pers- uh, no, for example, as at Tune Fork, for example, um, we're, we're since we re- released the postcard album. So now we're in the process of touring in Europe. We have so it happens, actually touring. And then I have another band uh, uh, called Interbenum, where we're finishing the album. Uh, it's like a very lo-fi indie rock band, very well written in English. It's English also. I have uh, an album that came that finished a week ago. It's coming out tomorrow here as release. Wonder Gap is like a young uh, indie pop uh, act. They're playing the release concert tomorrow here. Um, my uh, Bunny Tyler's we're working on uh, on a music uh, music for film and uh, we're doing the music for film and we're um, we're prepared, we're trying to see how we can tour this we're, the problem we're a bit old we don't feel like going and staying <laughs> in vans anymore we're like about 35 we don't we don't have the same but uh, we're we have we're working on the music for the film, and we started writing the second album, actually. What what film is this? It's a short film by a friend of mine in um, in Chicago. We do a lot of uh, music installations. Uh, there's a there's one that I think is um, in the permanent collection of Cerso. Uh, we did like two for Cerso. We did mm-hmm. uh, we did a few in France. We we actually. Um, that's why we have in Bunny Tellers we have two sides which is the rock side and we have the like music composition more like sound installation music composition and it's actually two bands and one one with no vocals and just like working on music composition and the other one is like very uh, punk oriented uh, music mm-hmm. which is our background so I have a new band uh, instrumental rock band which probably not instrumental anymore recording called Kozo will be recording at the end of the year and uh, a folk band a folk, folk in the, in the uh, uh, British uh, called Waning I'm going to record also and uh, I'll be in April we have uh, this uh, Ertija festival which is mm. experimental music festival which I'm the, like the um, the sound uh, manager of the festival, so I take care of all 
everything sound oriented and I, I'm gonna be performing there with uh, one of my bands called uh, Stress Distress which uh, which actually we recorded an album in Stockholm like in January and I'm finishing mixing it now so I'm not sure it will be uh, on time for April we do like uh, fake uh, we do soundtracks for fake movies so thank you Fatih I had those were my questions All right, great. I so, wanted you to also tell us your website so people can so access it listen have, to your stuff my website is well www.fadi.com there's all my concerts with my, my my solo and my bands and there's all the project I produce and and TuneFork they're there and there's also the TuneForkStudios.com which there's uh, if anybody needs to like ask any question there's a form there and there's the, also the newest release there uh, like uh, we are we always post the newest release on the on the TuneFork website and in terms of uh, of social media there's only Instagram for me and TuneFork and, uh, and TuneFork has Facebook that's it but Instagram is better, so it's easier. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank, thank you, you so much.